वेलकम विनीता टू द बाबर शॉप विद शांतनु फिनाले एक्साइटिंग दैट टू इन बॉम्बे आई एम ग्लैड दैट यू यू फर्स्ट इट इन यू नो इन लोकेशन दैट डिफरेंट फ्रॉम द यूजुअल वन फिनाले डिफरेंट होना ह्यूज शाउट आउट टू राज एंड इज एंटायर टीम फॉर होस्टिंग अ सो जनरसली एंड एज यू एज यू आर डिस्कसिंग ऑल्सो आई थिंक द बाबर शॉप इज अबाउट it's about making entrepreneurship real mm-hmm. right uh, we we believe fundamentally that the next 20 years for india will depend significantly on how many more jobs we can create mm-hmm. and hence the movement from so i think india is going from lower middle class to middle class middle class to upper middle class that that progression is probably going to be one of the most phenomenal migrations of the century at a uh, Uh, anthropomorphic level um, but also we believe that moving from job seeker to job creator for the aspirational youth of the country um is will be a huge huge kind of delta creator in that in that migration so that was like the macro view and of course <laughs> and uh, a very mckinsey view <laughs> anthropomorphic delta creation i'm like okay this podcast has started at a different plane <laughs> from what i expected <laughs> given that you told me you can like cross your legs and like sit casually <laughs> yeah that's that, that that's true that is true but uh, you know seeing how and your 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 entrepreneurial journey is is over more than a decade and a half mm-hmm. now right um You Thanks are for making me feel old. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, you, you, I know. More, you started very young. Yeah. You started straight out of college, and um, depends on how you define young. But yeah. straight out of college, no? Did you work yeah, before? Yeah, that? no, no, no. At twenty three. Twenty three. So that's like that is that is the uh, you know that's that's the youngest one can do it if one doesn't drop out, right? Uh, but having said that, you've built something iconic. You you continue to build something iconic, something that me and my team at Bombay Shaving Company very deeply kind of aspire. to want to be in so many different ways of course in our own categories but uh, today was about um, diving deep and of course the conversation goes in multiple spheres of adjacencies of entrepreneurship but um, would love to get to know more so yeah. i think just wanted to start um, and i know on your on your twitter you talk about your father a lot <laughs> in terms of inspiration but wanted to get to know what vinita yeah. was like as a school yeah. child okay what okay. are those inspirations before i go to that uh, you know i think this whole uh, mission that you have behind barber shop and i think we spoke about it about 3 months back uh, it's something that's very close to my heart as well because uh, i do feel that uh, you know given the obsession in the last 2 years around uh, funded startups and you know these uh, unicorn stories and glossy um, magazines and newspapers i think it seems like suddenly uh, something which is uh, very very cool and uh, like a no brainer uh, but for i think 99% of us entrepreneurs uh, the journey is excruciating and it's long and i do feel that it's important to have both sides uh spoken about and not just all the uh glamour around it um and uh, so so yeah i love this and i know Thank this is so something much. very close to your heart because you've been talking about this whole employment creation etc for a long time yeah. um for me like this the mission that's close to my heart is for the next 20 years how do we change the uh, uh number of women in workforce and um for you it's you know how do we make young india um have more jobs yeah. and i think they are also very correlated I uh, so i i'm i'm quite excited about it and of course uh, this casual sunday podcast setup 
uh, is something I've never done. Uh, first time I'm sitting cross-legged in a podcast, so I'm very excited. And I, I'm always worried in these because my team always tells me that uh, don't say anything inappropriate because, you know, whatever happens in these podcasts now becomes a headline and somebody or the other picks it up and like takes like the most dramatic random sentence and puts it as a news article out of context. But I told them this time that don't worry. Shantanu Mutsi itna zada politically incorrect and random cheese bolega that my lines will not get picked up. It'll be all him. So I'm very happy this time. I don't need to. <laughs> the contrast <laughs> effect the is comforting. <laughs> the contrast effect is comforting. No, I completely <laughs> yeah, feel that. No, I completely agree with that. I think, I mean, when we had Bhavna on the um, on one of the yeah. episodes, she yeah. spoke about 7% workforce participation despite probably contributing half uh, if you look at yeah. paid and unpaid yeah. labor both right so i think it's amazing and, I, and even some of the things that like i see some of the photographs with uh, in your factory and yeah. so on it's very inspiring yeah. it's very yeah. inspiring yeah. so hopefully we'll come to that as well but yeah going back to uh, childhood so i was the uh, only child uh, and both my parents are phd's and um, the you know i i I've, i've actually started speaking about my dad in the last 5 years because it took me like really uh, till getting to the age of 35 or something to understand that how, what an important uh, role he had in my life in terms of shaping me and uh, i always you know grew up wanting to not be him so <laughs> why why say more so uh, because you know i always uh, felt that so my dad um, has been obsessed with uh, you know cre- his research uh, he's an uh, he's done his phd and he's a scientist at aims and uh, he came from very humble beginnings right he had like he lost both his parents before he was 5 So uh, he had like you know there was poverty uh, you know he didn't have access to education so for him the fact that he topped um 10th uh, board <clears throat> and the you know reason he got scholarship to Allahabad University and then ISC for his PhD uh, and then he got a job at Ames for him uh, education was you know like his passport to freedom and having a decent life mm. uh, which his family before that had never been able to afford and um, so he used to every single day tell me work is worship and it's all that it is and i used to see it in action i have grown up seeing my dad go to lab uh, every single sunday every diwali every holy uh, you know you have like a family wedding my dad won't have time to come and my mom would go by ourselves uh, we've done my mom and i did so many vacations by ourselves uh, because my dad would you know and there were like times when 2 am he would leave to go work in his lab and uh, so he was obsessed and his goals were always very lofty and i used to always you know he used to tell me that uh, there is this thing called a protein uh, structure database which is a global list and uh, there was a nobel laureate who was at top of the list with some 630 protein structures and i remember when i was growing up my dad was at some 200 300 and he was like some day i'm going to create india say the largest number in the world and beat this nobel laureate and i used to and he used to like in a year like okay this year abhi tak kitna hua it be 12 13 15 so the math it just wouldn't add up right and i just didn't get it so you know it just meant that for 30 more years and i was like when i was 10 years old i would see that my dad talking about this dream like 30 more years he would be working uh like non stop 365 days a week to get to this goal and i can't imagine anybody doing that yeah. and putting everything else on hold 
I just, you know, wanted to be a, and and that meant that there was a lot of pressure on my mom, who was great at being like an amazing parent, but she did all the heavy lifting um, at that time, as far as I was concerned, in terms of teaching me and you know showing up at all my whatever parent teacher meetings and stuff like that. Uh, so I just, you know, I I just felt that uh, I did not want that life. Uh, I just felt that I wanted things faster, um, and I would grow up in a career where I could obviously you know have a good life but not by doing this and, um, and there were of course doctors in aims who were also like by the time they were 30 they were still studying and i you know just i my only uh, aspiration was to run away from that entire aims ecosystem because i thought it was just uh, great for mankind of course but i didn't get the value of that as a kid i thought it was horrible for the individual and their families yeah. and uh, so I, for the longest time, never valued uh, my, I mean, I knew that he was really popular in his circles, but I never valued what he did as a kid because I thought that, uh, you know, it wasn't great um, from the perspective. I mean, it wasn't rational. It was just irrational passion. And uh, it was also illogical completely from the sense of, uh, you know, just going after the same thing, like doing it over and over again for so many years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I um, and secondly, he would also say, like, I would ask him, are you going to try to get a Nobel Prize? And he would say things like, see, these things are very political. I believe in letting my work speak because work always speaks. I worked harder. So I also grew up with this strong notion that I will never advocate for myself. I will never put myself out there. And, uh, you know, I will be this person who let her work speak for herself. So, you know, when I started up, like, you know, uh, like I realized that sales was just an important skill, but I was so bad at it. I was so bad at it because I always thought that self-advocacy and, you know, uh, being pompous about what you're doing is really bad because that's another thing that I learned from my dad. And uh, then, of course, I got married to Kaushik, who's <laughs> the exact opposite of me. And there was a lot of unlearning that happened. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, by the time I was um, 38, my dad turned 70. And that's when he hit the highest number of protein structures wow. in the world. And wow. um, the day he turned 70, uh, he was just about three away from that. And I had told him that let's have a big party. And he said, I don't want a 70th birthday party. We will celebrate when I get there. 631. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I've seen that journey, you know, 50 years journey. And it's like, I, I suddenly see that and I see my own journey of 15 years of, you know, being an entrepreneur, like showing up, not, you know, on weekends or not on every weekend like my dad, but showing up consistently for 15 years and, you know, giving it all is such hard work yeah. and it re requires some level of irrational passion, which I finally realized at the age of like maybe, you know, in the last four or five years that I got it from my dad. And I get now that if you're doing something world class, and you go into it without that patience and that ambition that I will not stop at less than the best in the world, then you will lose your purpose or drive somewhere along the way. And I never saw him lose it. And I'm, I, you know, I feel that if you get that, then I think everything else is, you know, so much easier. And uh, you don't worry about smaller milestones and uh, things like that. Yeah. So that's amazing. But tell me, I think, did you ever feel that he didn't lose it or did you feel he never showed you he lost it? 
yeah he never showed me he lost it um and I, you know i've uh, very recently uh, i uh, did a uh, you know fireside with him at one of at anna university because it was first time i saw that i saw yeah. the full on <laughs> yeah your i mean you you're an iit i am amdabad then banker and like you had pedigree through and through right so it it happened because i'm sure because your parents kind of infused the bulb yeah, so, of excellence yes uh excellence like whatever you do be world class so you know like which iit is best in the world i mean they may not be and they might be very <laughs> better institutes but at least in our world view we were satisfied that this is the best place in the world to go to hmm. uh, so let's aim for that and uh, so they would always keep a high bar like uh, it was important that i uh, like top not top but be in the top 3 mm. uh, in fact for them it was important at top but mm. i i hated studying because except for maths and physics like um, i hated all subjects yeah. so for me it was a you know task uh but um and like especially social studies and all the subjects that required you to memorize stuff <laughs> i sucked at them yeah. it's always like this big struggle and uh-huh. but you know that whole thing everybody tells you that life achhi ho jayegi after you <laughs> ek bar iit kar lo bas then you do whatever you want then uske baad ek bar i am kar lo then whatever then get a good job then do whatever <laughs> so that was the whole delayed gratification uh, um you know goal uh, was uh, something that my parents showed me and you know their own journey me it had played out like yeah. that so for them it was like and they are both phd's so they were like you know even like reading novels etc is a waste of time so i would sit with like you know physics book and have a novel and just read that and i would do all kinds of they would go they would obviously they were both working parents so when they would go i would do whatever i want when they are back i would be like all studying <laughs> so uh, to the extent that you know there were days when i thought that i want to run away because i can't like i am not born to study so hard uh, but uh, you know let me i i even made like this plan of i'm going to take a train to bangalore and you know you? that's where i have no family so nobody can find me and stuff <laughs> like that but uh, never had the guts to do any of yeah. that stuff uh, luck <laughs> and uh, how old were you then uh, maybe like 13 or 14 oh, wow old enough to like make those kind of calls yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was uh, uh, i i think uh, my first opportunity that i got um when i had a je rank of 378 and i had like so far told my parents that i love physics so i want to become a mechanical engineer uh, but i realized i was getting mechanical engineering in delhi which huh. was literally 2 kilometers from my house <laughs> it's like iit campus and aims are like 2 kilometers and i was like oh my god my <laughs> dream of getting away and living in a hostel etc is going to be shattered so i convinced them nahi mujhe mechanical nahi mujhe electrical karni hai and then i ended up in iit madras wow okay and uh, for me that was like the starting point of figuring out what i want to do with my life so i started thinking about what i want to do with my life at 17 when i finally reached iit um, i also realized then that electrical to nahi hone wali hai so i started devouring books and you know just wow. trying to figure out like what is it that my you know passion and life purpose would be uh, but till then it was just about you know making my parents proud um and um, never getting there like i would never be first in class by the way uh, you know kunal behel and i were in the same section for the longest time and 1 2 3 me we used to keep competing rohit has spoken about it by the oh, way oh okay yeah, spoken about <laughs> is that part yeah so rohit was also in my class in yeah. 11 12th but um, with kunal and i used to keep competing for like the first second third position and uh, i never like was first because mm. uh, you know i was in the school called dps yeah. <laughs> uh, they had this concept called ability section that they introduced in 7th okay. so they took like people from like 10 different sections or smartest ones and put them in one class mm. so i suddenly you know like realized that i was 
like literally like the rank 30 or 35 in class which was really one of the first times when you start feeling that okay this is not going to be your calling in life you're not <laughs> going to be your dad in terms of being the smartest and the hardest working person so you have to figure out something else i guess yeah no, but like uh, i w- i would find that to be very difficult to believe rank 30 out of what it's like basically they picked like the toppers of every section and put them all in one class <clears throat> okay. so basically they you know if you like the sixth grade result ke basis pe they took top 5 from each class and they <laughs> put them all in one section okay. so what happened was everybody was really smart yeah. right so out of some 45 kids i was probably rank 30 <laughs> at that time because you know when sections otherwise randomly distributed correct, right so you have correct. a shot at But IIT would have been like a much more extreme version of that in some way. IIT was extreme, um, and I literally like got out with a grade point of seven point four or something, which was like average max. Mm. Um, and um, you know, I that that's why I felt the need to figuring out another dimension in my life because I realized that if my self worth is going to be linked to my uh, electrical engineering scores, <laughs> I am doomed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, which is why I was frantically looking for that. you know the thing and that's where i discovered sports yeah so i started like uh, competing at inter iit badminton and it was you know the culture around sports was amazing yeah, like yeah. there was this different set of people there was of course the magus um, you know and then there were these people who were like so obsessed about sports and i was like okay i belong here <laughs> <laughs> so let me get obsessed with sports and you know traveling every year and trying to get the gold so out of the four years twice i got a gold in badminton and uh, twice i got a silver wow. uh, and and uh, you know our institute won uh, in my fourth year and i was like the sports secretary for the girls so it was a big high at that yeah. time uh, and that sort of helped me find that one thing outside of academics where i could get some self worth i think it was all like a you know just fun. i i don't think you know probably i was probably born to do that i just like attached my identity to that because it was the other up axis was failing and yeah. i feel that we need to keep <laughs> doing that right so that we don't uh, feel terrible about ourselves so number no, iit also I, i talked to people who go to iit i never ended up getting in myself but i my younger brother was there uh, siddha who heads our bombay mm. business was there i think she found it in dance mm. and she said that you know when, you, when everyone comes to iit because they're a type people yeah they're driven to study hard they clear the exam they get there and they suddenly realize that academics is one of many dimensions of their life yeah. so and which is amazing then she said that if you see people who go to iit or any institute of excellence it mm. could be aims or whatever and then they try to do something else yeah. they excel at that also because yeah. that's just how they are designed yeah. um and for example people who drop out of iit for entrepreneurship or who become musicians mm. they end up again they use the same kind of drive commitment that took them there yeah. and they kind of apply it in a very different direction but did you IIT also breaks people interestingly yeah, right yeah. uh because suddenly you and a lot of people talk about being first throughout or you know kind of being academically uh very you know kind of ahead of everyone and suddenly else. for the first time in your life feeling dumb yeah. <laughs> and suddenly you suddenly see like j rank 3 around you yeah, yeah. we had rank 1 like, in iit madras at that time oh really <laughs> <laughs> and he was really smart he like walked out with a 9.6 the thing that i mentioned i was 7.4 yeah. and 9.6 or something wow but does that does that affect people because they're it kind of you're suddenly not the best and you then you give up because you just worked so hard and then you just feel like you were out of out of fuel i feel that you know uh, women like grow up with so much self doubt anyways that they, they their default assumption is never that they're the best so for them it's hard to break them because their assumption is always like you know they're always in their own 
world in their own heads putting themselves down saying that okay i don't deserve this i just got it by whatever the imposter syndrome and stuff right so it's very hard to break them because there's nothing that you can do from the outside yeah. that can be worse than the kind of like lofty expectations that they have from themselves that they are not meeting so i feel that you know for me like this whole uh, from the time probably that ability section thing happened i like really knew that i am not like academically the best so when i went to iit it was just an extension of that and i anyways you know constantly had these self doubts about was i lucky on the day of the je that i got a rank of 378 like uh, you know literally two months before je i like had like a breakdown that i'm not going to be able to get through and then i have to drop a year because my parents won't be happy with anything which is not an iit and then i'm going to be you know probably going to kota for one year and like just figuring it out um and then again taking the entrance and then what happens so i was like when my rank came it was for me a shock that really wow like what happened there i just felt that i was lucky on the day among other things that you know whatever questions came it was something that i was good at etc and uh, so i never really thought that i was really the uh, smartest i always thought that i was just reasonably smart um and i was definitely not the hardest worker uh, but i felt that you know if i find something which i'm really passionate about i could work hard mm. uh, because i've had those spikes in my like journey so far but um if i don't if i'm not feeling motivated i can't so i don't deserve it anyway so i when i was in iit i knew that i don't deserve a 9 pointer i don't deserve to be the best there um i got through i was lucky now i need to figure out where i can find my niche and be good at and uh, so yeah that level of self awareness combined with self doubt um help me not get broken uh, like some of the others who came in assuming that they were the smartest in wherever they came from so. tell me one thing um has it changed you're a phenomenally successful person <laughs> how much success i yeah, genuinely yeah. something i think about a yeah. lot right and you're absolutely right i think the the gender overlay on perception of self success yeah. is extremely non trivial yeah yeah like i used to earlier think it was trivial wise yeah. i used to think nahi yaar aisa ho nahi sakta but i i have now consciously started thinking that if i see a woman who is successful if i put myself in her shoes I would tom tom it ten next to the world. Mm. If I was her, yeah. I would have made that story like yeah. about myself so much more different. Yeah. But yeah. I used to think it's because of upbringing sometimes yeah. that you know, like your parents yeah. are kind of hey, huh. humility, humility is important. Yeah. You know, stay in your shoes, yeah. let your actions speak yeah. more than your words. Yeah. I used to think it's that, yeah. but I think it's a very gender thing. It is. a very big gender thing and i think women have to have this self talk through their entire careers no matter how far they come along um like and this is related you like you mentioned the self doubt self advocacy thing and i feel that in this part uh my husband koshik has had a big role because you know whenever we went into like these conversations saying that uh like you know how much salary as entrepreneurs say we deserve or say what valuation we deserve like his number and my number would always be like so off Give me because example. like 
you know, for instance, when you start off, I was like, ha, okay, whatever, 50,000 salaries, whatever. And he's like, no, listen, no, whatever is the opportunity cost that we are giving up, we deserve X, right? Um, what is X? In, for you, 50,000, what was it for him? For him, it would be like, you know, at least like a 2 lakhs, two lakhs whatever yeah. per month sort of a thing, which is reasonable if you're living in Bombay and you've given up jobs, which would have been like, say, like 5, 6x more, right? And, um, uh, you know, even in terms of valuation, all of that, like what we deserve, I first time, like I started working with Kaushik in 2012, I realized that uh, he had, you know, one is he was like, life is a story, stories meant to be told. So if you're doing something, we're working so hard, it's important to share the story. Uh, because jungle mein more nacha kisne dekha, right? <laughs> and uh, second is that uh, uh, it's important to fight for what you deserve. Um, and which is means that, you know, when you go into conversations with investors, etc, you should you know, ask for what you deserve in terms of a higher valuation, a better um, salary and, a, you know, better, uh, better rights and all of that. I have in the last 10 years of us doing this business together, not once looked at our SHA, SSA, etc. Because these are things where I'm like, you know, like, if you're good people, like you work with good people, good happens to you, like sort of a thing. Plus that, uh, did we get lucky? Uh, did, was it like just that we were at the right place at the right time or did we deserve like the fact that we've gotten along so far? Um, so I, it was like, it's been for me a journey where I have tried to learn from him. And in the last two years, what happened is that uh, thanks to the lockdown, I started spending more time on social media uh, because otherwise I would spend all that time with my team in office. And I, my, you know, one of the things that really drives me is young women and just being, um, you know, there like for them because I can always, you know, whenever they like come in uh, having those self-doubts or underselling themselves or, you know, having like an ambition which is not large enough, I know that I've been in ex all of these situations or having like a little breakdown, emotional breakdown. I, I can see it. I've been in all of those situations. So for me, one of my greatest kicks is to sort of help them navigate that. And I wasn't able to do that during the lockdown. So I just started spending more time on social media, just writing out stuff on Twitter and Instagram. And that suddenly changed the trajectory of the company. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, uh, unfortunately, PR does matter. Yeah. Like, you know, getting known for what you do. And like, if you're doing something amazing, but you don't talk about it, um, you will not have journalists write about it. You will not have investors figure it out. And when I saw that happening, I realized that this was all along my job as a CEO to do this. And uh, there's no harm in advocating for yourself, what you're building, your team, because you are working very hard and being coy about it. I mean, the like now if you look at like, you know, people that we speak about, it's not that they are the smartest and the people doing the best work. It's just that, you know, they've been relevant thanks to social media. And um, so I've gone through this journey where I still need to keep reminding myself uh, that I deserve better. Uh, I need to keep reminding myself that I work damn hard for it. And it's not just luck. There's a lot of luck as well. I need to still keep reminding myself that, uh, you know, it's okay uh, to like advocate for yourself, for your company and fight for what you deserve. And uh, that's important, not just for you, but for all the other women that are going to come after you because they're going to see you and have a role model like that. Yeah. So for me, when I first, my first startup failed and I was in like this real 
um, uh, I, I I was going through this extreme self doubt. I remember when it failed, I spoke to Kaushik and I was like, When was this? This was in two thousand. Uh, 12 okay and i remember 5 years 5 years, years after um my you know graduating and having that one crore job offer which i had not taken and i have this conversation with koshik where i'm telling him that here as an entrepreneur i don't know what is that one skill that i have that i can tell people because i've done just a bit of everything from jhadu pocha to sales to uh, hr stuff but will anybody even give me a 50000 ka job like do you think if i tell you know uh, starbucks to let me run one of their cafes uh, because they were going to launch in india they would like you know hire me for 50000 bucks that was how low my self worth was because my role models had been steve jobs richard branson and my learning was they're so different from me you know they're like just so different as human beings they're like a certain alpha type their leadership style the way they are um, slightly more autocratic with their teams you know of course they are geniuses which i am not uh, and i am why no do you say that jobs. why do you say that i i mean of course that level of genius i am not <laughs> how would we know i would if i were you i would say yeah. i am I yeah I I would I would I would I would I would, like that's what that that's the thing right like um for us it's when you have role models who are um of that uh of that caliber sometimes they become very difficult to emulate and you always feel that you're not like them one of the things that someone told me was that the image which is why you should never meet your role models mm. <laughs> because when you do they become real and when they become real they don't remain role models yeah. anymore yeah. but what that, the other side of that was ki if they could do it so could i because yeah. i probably am smarter just purely from an evolution standpoint mm. but i'm younger mm. so, so just purely because humanity has kind of progressed i might be i might actually be smart but sorry go ahead. Yeah. go ahead yeah no actually what you said makes sense you know there in that walter isaacson book on steve jobs came for me it was like oh my god <laughs> and uh, you know i remember there are all these like this like really dark side to him where uh, i you know you sort of like i think it's important to know that side as well yeah. because then it makes them more real for you uh, but i've i feel personally for me i felt like you know when i saw falguni nayar go through her journey i felt like it's so much more relatable yeah. because you can only be what you see and really when i saw her journey i just somehow thought that yes you know she is an uh, like a, a like a smart person who's driven not extremes in any of those dimensions and she worked really damn hard and she got like overlooked by the best vcs in her first few years because they really thought that uh, she was out of her mind and then she proved them by yeah. building a phenomenal company and that that suddenly for me was like okay you know this is a role model i can really relate to and i don't have to help out but anyways at that time i was like okay i'm not steve jobs i'm not richard branson maybe i'm entrepreneurship was a bad career choice for me uh, maybe i should have just taken that investment banking job and i would have been much better off and um, so extreme self doubt and you know these like conversations around being like a failure uh, and it was very hard i mean that phase was of course very hard uh but um i you know at that point also i remember that i remember uh koshik sort of uh, and you know we decided at that time that we'll start up together and you know at koshik saying that uh, okay uh, we will i'm working with mckinsey and you start up and once things get better i will join you on board and our definitions of what is better were also so different yeah. at that time so i i think for me uh, this whole 
peace around both self doubt self doubt they go hand in hand and i feel that i when i see all the women in my office the best of them they're struggling with that when i meet women who like overestimate themselves i love them because I i'm like agree. you are going to be the role model for the whole team here yeah. because we need this you know yeah. overestimation over ambition is far better than self doubt and self deprecation because i think we reject ourselves way before anybody else does so this whole the whole kainat what that entire shahrukh khan dialogue i think is very real yeah i was talking i had dinner with saisha and yeah. aditya also the other day and i don't have you ever met shriram kalyanara man also iit madras kiki Okay, no, no. Was at McKinsey, and now he's a leadership coach. Okay. So wow. he did a he did one of our workshops. In fact, if you ever do a offsite for sugar leadership, yeah, get him in. Okay. We had fourteen people in the room, Vinita, and he did a six-hour session for us. Mm. And he has like a format, like Tree of Life, this and that, right? Um, I think nine or ten of us cried. Wow. Like it was very powerful because mm. it kind of takes out your deepest things. But one of the things that thematically came out of that was that language creates reality hmm. that if you say something over and over again it becomes real hmm. and if it is over estimation you suddenly keep saying it over and over again and it, you're a sports person right hmm. it comes from sports like hmm. the whole sachin tendulkar he, he if the match was next day he would not sleep because he was kept visualizing every shot hmm. he would play hmm. and i'm like he believes truly that hmm. that manifestation was a yeah. result of him obsessing over outcomes yeah. and had he had self doubt i don't think he would have had the courage to imagine hitting shoyab akhtar for a six in a world mm-hmm. cup for example so one of the things is and which i remember doing a session with you and kaushik and your team um which during covid where i was personally so amazed to see the excitement enthusiasm just pure curiosity that the women in your team had of course given the kind of company and the kind of consumers you have it's understandable that you have a lot of women in the team but just their ability to ask questions be confident mm-hmm. um you know uh, be curious also the way they like you send me a message saying that they really want to spend more time with you when they come to delhi or whatever it requires a very unique leadership style which you probably have to make them comfortable doing that so kudos to you for doing that have you tried to mold it a particular way so uh, you know there are two three uh, like the like i feel very strongly about building a company which is the best place in the world for women to work at and uh, there are i think in that the biggest uh drive has been in creating a lot of role models because i feel that really changes everything uh, all of those other kind of initiatives that you do on policy etc are fine but even more than that is this belief uh and the things i think that the the things that we have been sort of successful in doing uh to an extent like uh, we made some progress are um i i feel that you know for instance uh, for the longest time uh senior managers would come and tell me that you know they don't want to uh, i mean you know in sales role there is it's a struggle to hire women because you know when they give them feedback they start crying uh, and that whole crying makes it so uncomfortable and you know it's just like it's not working etc because we need we have steep targets we need to be aggressive so the crying really comes in the way and i have like coached so many of my uh, senior leaders in helping them understand that it's just our way of reacting it's not about it's not that crying is not a breakdown 
and let's let keep these two aside right so like if you give feedback to a male uh, reportee they probably react by uh, either being defensive or they react by you know going silent all of that this is our reaction this is our, our way of processing either because we think it's oh this is unfair feedback or we are you know like agreeing with it but you know we are sort of also self deprecating in our head which is making us cry but crying is normal and it should be treated as another form of communication yeah. and normalizing crying at workplace for men and women i feel is a huge cultural shift which organizations with a lot of women uh, can bring about That's so and cool. I, you know on friday was a day where we had 10 years of we kashik and actually didn't start sugar we started this thing called fat bag we sent our last fab bag in september after 10 years of sending every month 121 fab bags later we finally had a closure there so we had a farewell party for fab bag on 30th and i remember going up and trying to speak and i just couldn't i broke down and then i came back and then like you know we had some videos and stuff and after 15 minutes i went again and then i got through it and i just i you know that day it was a very tough day but later i am very proud because i have in front of 270 people openly like you know displayed vulnerability as their leader and um it's like i don't think there's anything else that can normalize this but i really feel that uh, getting comfortable with women crying at workplace is a cultural shift Uh, which will help women get through those setbacks failures and you know vulnerability and those phases because it's just our form of self expression communication yeah. and it's just normal yeah. so that's one second is of course this whole balance piece right it's a constant struggle and i feel that uh, there's just the whole onus of being perfect um, is just too much pressure for women so i like i had both my children in the last 7 years uh, and sugar is 7 years old as well and for every single time i've like brought them to you know work many times and it's i've i've had like encouraged the senior leaders who've had their own kids to bring them because when other young women see that face that oh my god vinita is a terrible mom she's like just like struggling so much i think it's normalizes being a like just not perfect right yeah. and those struggles just the normalization of that brings a culture of like okay like if she's so terrible at it and she can do it then you know maybe of course i have a much better support system and i don't um deny the privilege that i have but it's you i've like i often show up without help with my kids because i want my colleagues to do that and we've had women get like their kids to offsite and get them to work and i just feel that if you get through that phase of 27 to 35 37 for women uh, and they're able to stick with you then you have them for the next four decades and that's so powerful because yeah. that compounding is phenomenal uh, so i just i want to do more of that um and uh, the other is of course uh, and you know ensuring that there is uh you know we are vocal about the accomplishments of men women equally there is enough celebration happening of women leaders as well because they are not going to advocate for themselves so i'm going to need somebody to come in and advocate for how amazing they are so that you know others can see their work because men are just better naturally are doing they're better at asking for a, a raise. raise they are better at uh, talking about their achievements 
getting women to learn some of that i think that that those are the parts where we made progress i think the part where which is a pet peeve for kaushik and me where we've struggled is that like the most ambitious of women still like you know leave their jobs because their husband is relocating etc and i just you know it's just one of those things that i find like like it's such a cultural thing that either it is coming from he earns more and or it's coming from that you know there is this hierarchical superiority at home uh, that they, this is the default assumption that if there is a relocation requirement the choice will be with the husband and that i've like kaushik and i still feel that you know we're not able to get past that we still lose a lot of great women uh, because they move cities with their husbands and i keep telling them that your career your ambitions your dreams are not less important just because you're getting paid lesser at this point yeah. because you if you leave something you're enjoying and you're good at you're interrupting your compounding journey so you might be getting paid lesser today but what are you building in 5 years 10 years and if you have so much conviction what you're doing, doing you have to let the compounding play out so you know hang in there don't quit but it doesn't work <laughs> so so far but it's one of my things that i want to get through at some point and figure this out i mean i i actually want to talk about all the three points that you mentioned the first one around and that made me think a lot because i've had at least 5 to 7 feedback discussions i've never had a guy cry on me yeah i've had seven women distinctly yeah cry on me and it became more and more comfortable as it happened more and more because after the incident you just you realize unfortunately you're never coached i wish someone yeah. like you would have told me this 10 years back yeah. when i started managing at mckinsey yeah. or whatever that this is just a way of communicating but at that time you have to kind of you at that time feel first of all you feel it's your fault yeah second of all then you feel things like hey maybe the person's not fit for the mm. job because they can't take the pressure mm. you may, you build all of these assumptions based on your conditioning yeah. not based on what is real right um and then i realized and this was a realization that was happening in mckinsey at the time that evaluative criteria for consultants mm -hmm. were designed for men mm. for example the one of the i don't know i don't know if you remember koshik's evaluative criteria so no, i think it was so bad he didn't show me i'm just kidding <laughs> no, 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 the, the form not not okay. his scores but the form number one was assertion assertion mm. how assertive you are mm. and there was a group of now at that time uh, you know senior women at the firm who started saying that we are assertive but not in the way that you think yeah. we should be yeah. it's not about standing up in a room and speaking loudly yeah. and having a being our, the loudest yeah, our assertion or my assertion is actually in being a better listener yeah. i'm soft i'm but i'm able to influence clients to do what's right for them way better than the most assertive yeah. consultant in the firm and then i started realize i started realizing that you must have fluid evaluative criteria mm -hmm. because outcomes sometimes are achieved in ways that mm. are not in your scheme of mm. things yeah. so then it's a very important yeah. thing though and you know this exact matrix is somehow in the heads of every single venture capitalist which is why less than even globally yeah. 2.3% of the companies that are funded are women led right global imagine so india ka biases and everything to forget that's one place because that's extreme right the kind of things people say to your face etc leave that aside globally where there's like just so much awareness and uh, you know they've not treated women as unequal for the longest time as in india there it's 2.3% because the criterion for a successful venture funded company is firstly assertiveness secondly ambition and how big do you think like you know how 
you know big you can sell yourself and your future vision and i feel that women love speaking about what they've done because they've always been in a place where uh, being coming across as being too ambitious is looked down upon and they are you know disliked for it so they are culturally trained to never sound that they are as ambitious as they are um and that again is the criteria number 2 um and then of course like the whole uh, tam piece right target aggressible market kitna bada hai etc which is just a hypothesis right yeah. so it depends on whether you have a conservative view or you are like everybody can be my customer view yeah. so these two three criteria i feel that among like apart from all the other things that uh, prevent women from getting funded they ensure that a certain type a kind of entrepreneur or founder will get funded on a paper plan and a certain like you know founder who's uh, just very wired very differently in terms of com- just communication style yeah. and if forget execution yeah. will not get funded even with like very good numbers and i actually you're right like for example when talking about funding right <clears throat> i have a beef with venture capital yeah. in india fundamentally because 99.9% of them have never been founders before yeah. but pretend like they know so i have a problem with that but that's <laughs> one level for you there are there's a much larger much more and this is something okay so this is something i experienced now 6 years because i always heard of it yeah but i kaushik may have experienced it because he and you would have been in a room but i never did and this time our first meeting mm-hmm. so this is the first time we had a banker and we had like you know whole series of meetings lined up and and we did a very good job with our fundraise okay in the sense that we would take the boardroom put our shelves in it we put our posters like from delhi a team would come down and set it up like we gave the wow. room the decorum and privilege that it deserves because we felt if you're going to ask for 50 million dollars it makes sense to present who we are and honestly like just like sugar you i don't experience sugar through a presentation that you yeah. make yeah. even however articulate and great you might be i experience it when i'm in your store yeah. or i use your products yeah. so for us we tried to do that and we were at our first meeting our banker first time me and my banker were also meeting everything else before that was on zoom and our head of our women's business mm. siddha mm. you may have interacted yeah, yeah. with her and so on outstanding human being um me her our coo and one or two more so the leadership team was presenting so i made like a 10 15 minute and then we went into separate kind of you know mm. deep dives into the business and she was presenting her business which was like at that time 4 6 months old and she said this is how big i want it to be mm. and i we coached her to say you're the founder of this business mm. you're setting it up you're the founder you make and they've also structured it as a separate subsidiary and so on so tomorrow if she wants to do a series a of her own she should be able to mm. do it she started presenting it all became so relevant for me mm. immediately the guy the main managing director of one of india's blue chip funds mm. started rotating in his chair like he started mm. swiveling around interrupted her mm. then she said i want to build a 1000 crore brand mm. for a brand that's 20 crore that's a lofty aim to grow 50x mm. right he said unless the brand is 5000 crores it's not it's not worth my time he told her this i looked at the probably has zero 5000 i asked him the same question i said do you tell me one brand that's 5000 crores one one that's 5000 crores colgate is 4500 crores there are investors yeah. Durex is two two hundred and eighty crores. Yeah. How big? Like, do you realize what? Of no, if it's not five thousand crores, it's not big enough. I looked at the banker. I said, "We are shutting the. I'm shutting the laptop, and we're leaving." He said, "Nay, nay, don't worry. He had a relationship to maintain." But that's when it became very real. Yeah. That yeah. if it's a woman speaking, unfortunately, yeah, it's just 
the color of the message is just different yeah <laughs> and w- like how have you found like yeah. someone like me gets switched off like this mm-hmm. and i don't want to engage but then it it harms the business <laughs> like how do you how do you engage with people so, over and over again i've you know i've like sort of realized that you have to pick the fight um and you know you have to choose your battle sorry yeah. uh, the, uh and uh, i early on in our journey we were so desperate for capital and it was so hard for kashik and me so hard uh, to raise funding up to all the way till i think 2018 or 19 when d2c became cool yeah. thanks to <laughs> people like you uh, no. but, but um it was so hard that i was like okay th- i am not choosing this battle of calling out shit behavior i am just going to be like you know when i get my chance i will pay forward i will ensure that when i have some money i fund a lot of women led companies but i will not like take panga with them uh, but i've had like from uh like in 2012 13 the, the conversations would be stuff like um, so kashik was still with mckinsey and uh, i've had some an investor say uh, that um, you know we don't invest in uh, solo women founders so until kashik quits mckinsey and joins full time we can't give you a check explicitly is it explicitly and then i asked him why would that be and you know very interestingly like the other day we looked at these google chats where i'm talking chatting with kaushik because he was posted in jamshedpur and i'm explaining this to him oh. so i just read my entire response around this and i have like you know pinged him that saying that uh, you know it's what he said and asked him why so he said because uh, we invested in this uh, female founder and then she had a family and then she decided to not prioritize this and the business sort of drifted away and it didn't make sense and in my head it was like wow sample size n equal to 1 <laughs> and you've decided to label our entire gender, gender saying that i will never invest in women founders and you are openly talking about it like and but you know what i said to him was um okay we'll come back when because i was like okay i badly need this money and i pinged koshik like all kinds of expletives about this investor and i was like but then at least he has said that if you quit then he's going to come so we have some hope yeah and uh, then i remember uh, you know there were like blue chip vc funds that had didn't tell us but told india cushion which was our first investor that uh, they don't invest in husband wife teams because it becomes like this family business etc and i was like i thought like koshik and i given like our you know pedigree how pedigree and everything, and yeah. everything are more than a husband wife team mm-hmm. uh but this was something that he was open to like openly giving us feedback because it was and now obviously all of these conversations have shushed up because they've all been like uh, you know trained uh to handle these conversations better and i'm so glad for it because i feel that first the talk comes and then finally the action will come yeah. uh but there are these subtle things like for instance like you know you meet a vc they'll shake kashik's hand they won't shake mine i always insist in going and shaking and some of like the best vcs you know senior partners people i really respect also they're just naturally so uncomfortable they'll shake hand like shake hand with me they'll shake hand like this <laughs> and i'm like and i will be like <laughs> I'm like I am going to like strain you uh, subtly without calling you out and I will shake your hand like properly and I will I know you are avoiding eye contact and you're not asking me questions but I will make eye contact with you and I will like you know sort of try to explain to you that gender is not a criterion here and yeah. you know we are all just building something together irrespective of uh, whatever gender etc but uh, so I feel that 
there's been a big improvement i think some of these conversations don't happen anymore uh, but some like happen like one of my you know women i was uh, speaking to so she was building a company with a um, another co-founder who's a guy and the capital won't come in till it's very clear whether they are seeing each other not marriage ka plan hai ki nahi stuff like that and that's a question conversation that's happening in like on whatsapp she sent screenshot where somebody is asking are you guys together because she like why does that matter and they like no it's just you know just for clarity i just thought etc and so all of that some of that stuff is still there uh, but uh, it's still i feel a lot better uh, but what matlab real change will come when you see it in the numbers till then yeah. i don't believe any of this i completely i think eye contact is a is a perfect proxy for mind yeah. mind share right if they are able to do 50% eye contact and again this is so so much of this has to be trained <laughs> so like so much of this is training like seeing someone look at you and then look at koshik then look at you and then look at koshik and then hopefully over a period of time you keep coaching and you role model and then hopefully the kind of leaders you're building out at sugar will then build out their own Common and then companies yeah and then yeah. it just becomes a lot more um, kind of mainstream but i can't imagine man <laughs> i cannot imagine so that it pisses me, like bad form in general pisses me off mm. and i'm the kind of person who's very vocal about it so i know my reputation amongst venture capitalists i know that i know that people will talk behind my back mm. if and i i've also walked away from meetings i've not i don't pull my punches at all but you're right like choosing to not fight that battle because your bigger picture requires a maturity of a very different nature i i think it was a lack of option like you know like as a like in the last 2 3 years we were at a place where we had a choice like multiple term sheets you know we wanted to cry because like we've had more than 100 rejections spent days coming all the way to ic like in multiple cases and then not getting it so it was for like koshik and me it was such a hard journey that i was like okay i owe it to my employees to not pick up a fight with a venture capitalist and yeah. to really you know just do what i can when i have the opportunity to i i feel that that's also uh, i i feel that it comes from my you know dad sort of uh, the way he was right he was like i will not uh, be political in any scenario which is why i don't care about a nobel because you only get it when you're like political enough and you lobby enough and i won't do any of that stuff and i will just let my work talk and i was just like well work talk so i remember um, i did my internship when i was at iit at itc saharanpur hmm. and it was on the uh, shop floor of their factory and i was like you know i really slogged my ass out for that time because it was uh, one of those instances where i felt that because i was academically not so good it was my chance to get a redemption by getting an itc ppo yeah. and which was really sought after at that yeah. time and i used to work really hard and i remember uh, like on my day like 7 or 8 um the production manager's executive assistant uh, she called me and obviously at that time shop floor there were like no women except for some of us interns and uh, she called me and she said that um, you know the production manager has a problem with um, uh, what you wear and i what i was wearing was really like you know now i'm in the probably beauty fashion business but at that time it was what like you wear at college right like jeans and a top right so he has a problem with what you wear because at the shop floor it's not cool uh, so uh, you need to fix this otherwise you won't get a ppo and i remember i was so um lame at that time and you know some of these things when you don't stand up for yourself come back like for decades and keep eating at you and this is one of those things i was so lame i called up my mother 
and I uh, she was in Delhi and Saranpur is about some 150 180 kilometers from Delhi and I told her go to a market buy like you know 10 men's shirts like you know whatever checks and etc and please bring them over so she drove from Delhi with those 5 10 men's shirts and for the rest of my internship every day I would show up in a loose big men's shirt and jeans because I did not want this to come in the way of my PPO I was that desperate because it was my, you know, redemption. And I just like those are some of those things which I feel that I wish I had the courage to really fight back, stand up for myself because I wasn't wrong. Um, and, you know, I, I know that like women need like, you know, women to like push back on stuff like this because otherwise this production manager would have done this to for the next 10 years to all the interns who would have come after me. But uh, I didn't have the courage at that time. <laughs> it's, wow. You know, all of these things like are like, which is why I feel so strongly about some of these things because you know I I've, I never fought all of this. I didn't fight harassment. I didn't fight you know any of those things that happened in various uh, stints. And um, I feel so strongly about you know harassment etc. At sugar, that's why um, I'm like a terror <laughs> because I know that like women would still put up with like all kinds of crap even though the awareness is quite high it's crazy what happens i'm again like a lot of my eyes have i've i've been brought up vinita very much like you probably you've i think had educated parents sheltered childhood um but for me i was a guy so for me i never experienced like so many of my women friends tell me ki as a 16 year old traveling in a delhi public transport yeah. bus is a nightmare you just kind of normalize it yeah. and you get used to it yeah uh, but it again at Bombay Shaving Company, I started realizing the other day, like three weeks back, and you and you don't you, you realize how ill-equipped you are to solve this, right? Because you feel, ki yaar, I'm educated. I'll get a posh committee. I'll talk to five people. We have a board. You know, we have a woman. We have women leaders in the office now. We will manage. We'll intellectually solve and take the right call. So the there was a person who made a Gmail address. Someone who knows you at gmail.com and sent a voice note with which you got it kind of they was able to change their voice, voice okay. uh, to one of the women employees in the company now the voice note by itself was very uh, it was like a love letter in voice mm -hmm. there was nothing about it that was threatening or you know any of that but it was creepy because mm -hmm. you could see through the conversation that the person works in the office oh my god that the person has seen what she does at lunchtime, mm. etc. Mm. or whatever, right? You were, you know, you were eating something that day and I felt like joining you, but I couldn't. Oh. And I'm so scared to tell you. I'm sorry that this has to be anonymous. I don't have the courage to ever tell you, but I could not leave this unsaid. Stuff like that. So you kind of get the emotion, but you're like, this is the weird, like, first of all, it's workplace. Second of all, anonymized, this, like, this is a slippery slope down, which no one knows the outcomes of. Let's see, I don't know how to solve this, man. Like, first of all, is it a cybercrime sh is hmm. issue? Do you put an FIR? Hmm. Is it dangerous? Is liability on you? Hmm. Is the woman feeling guilty about bringing to the people committee or to the CEO? I was ill-equipped to answer all of this. Hmm. And I'm sure that this is one of a million which I'm yeah. ill-equipped to answer. Yeah. So, yeah. we do, again, we don't have, we're not trained at all. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the legal and whatever is one part of it. 
but the actual practical is like so much larger than that i feel that the you know posh legally of course covers a lot and i'm grateful for posh but i think the whole like you know there's it's there's so much beyond posh also that you need to keep reminding keep reminding uh, i i do hope that all of this awareness will um, you know and through like having workshops and case studies etc um, will solve some of this because uh, traditionally people have just assumed that they can get away with anything there was an effort here to be anonymous yeah they i mean all of this like 5 years back used to be non anonymous yeah. right like people really like stalking uh, and doing it because it was and cool. physical yeah. uh, you know space encroachment and so on but um, what what also i think one of the big, one of the big realizations for me uh, was that the woman who brought this up was constantly feeling guilt yeah yeah कि बिकॉज ऑफ मी समोट शुड नॉट हैव अ पुलिस कंप्लेंट उसका लाइफ हो जाएगा ये एंड आई डिट थिंक दैट फॉर हर दैट वुड बी टॉप ऑफ माइंड आई फेल फॉर हर टॉप ऑफ माइंड वुड बी फाइंडिंग आउट इट इज सो दैट शी कैन मूव ऑन विद अर लाइफ एंड कंटिन्यू डूइंग अर वर्क बट फॉर हर इट वॉज नो वॉट यू वो डू विल पुलिस विल ही गो टू जेल शी डोट नो वट इज शी डोट नो वन could help formalize training and communication because you clearly feel strongly about it you're obviously far more aware and intellectualized it a lot more like so you know but i think like maybe one of the things which i would love for you to do would be to come and coach my teams mm. on um, on just being more sensitive and empathetic another thing which i wanted to kind of tickle your brains on and again this is again purely observational and i know we have spoken about drawing a line through one data point but <laughs> i might give you five or six but uh, and this is well documented also yeah. right where yeah. people say that women who reach a certain level mm. like or forget women women in business is a minority mm. unfortunately even today is a minority you look at any representation of minority that reaches a certain level mm. that representation struggles to make the minority a majority because yeah. they find comfort in being a minority yeah. they find that it makes them special So, for example, it is documented that women leaders don't promote other women. Yeah, structurally, are unable not not promote, but unconditionally or otherwise, mm. they struggle to create proteges of mm. women leaders. Mm. Um, for example, if you look at the Indian banking women mm. generation, yeah. right? Amazing, phenomenal. Like what? It's Mr. one Tam- of those industries where I feel that Arun Dadi Bhatta Chare, Chanda Kuchar, Shikha Sharma, Renuka Ramnath, mm. you know. Madhvipuri Boch, Naina Lal Kedwai, like at least ten of them who have done so well for themselves, but proteges are mostly men. Now again, it may be a supply situ- yeah. situation. Look at politicians in yeah. India. Yeah. Look at Jai Lalita, mm. Mamata Banerjee, Mayawati, Indira Gandhi. Again, proteges are all mm. men. Maybe supply, mm. but conscious issue was to. You always saw them as mm. solo women in a room mm. full of men. Of mm. course, queens and mm. brilliant in their own right, but on on the one aspect which you are clearly indexing on a lot. Which is how do you create more women leaders? Yeah. Like, do you find that happening a yeah. lot more with other women leaders as well, or like, and, and why does that happen? How are you changing that? Yeah, yeah. So I think there's one part of it which is a sort of a uh, like the, the real mentorship and the real um, um, 
bonding and uh, sort of taking somebody under your wings typically happens in informal settings and uh, traditionally men have had the luxury of having these boys clubs where you you know finish work and go for drinks yeah or smoke now, breaks or whatever yeah uh, with smoke breaks etc now women have always been like extra burdened by the stuff at home responsibility at home right so women have always had this whole finish work and get back home, to my yeah. kids and i have to fix that and like in india women do like six times more domestic. Uh, domestic chores than their better halves even if they have the same level of education employment etc right so culturally we end up not having a girls club ever because women are just so busy uh, you know dealing with the stuff at home uh, in every single spare minute that they get like like break time bhi hoga like ghar pe call karke video call checking nanny cam and stuff like that right that all of their extra at the end of the day you have to say that i have 24 hours and if they are doing six times more uh, domestic chores and then they are putting in those whatever 8 to 12 hours at work uh, then beyond that there is no social time to so i feel that firstly there was there were no girls clubs and that i think is one thing that's changing uh, because uh, uh i think women somewhere in their mid 30s realize that like the like deepest partnerships that they have and um, are with other women because they just like somehow men just don't get the issues that women have like for like me to um I mean, there are a lot of like my mentor is uh, Vivek Gambhir, who's yeah. uh, um, you know the CEO of Boat, and there's there's so much I learn from him. But then there's still like twenty percent of my life struggles, uh, which I will only be able to be able to speak to even if it's a peer who's at my stage, uh, but another female founder. So you know that that's like Lizzie for me, for instance, the yeah. founder of Zest Money, yeah. and you know those twenty percent of stuff that we speak about. none of our male co-founders can get including koshik who's in the thick of things with yeah. me right and um and that is a realization that started happening and that's because there wasn't even enough of a number to make some of these groups now we have this female founders group it's kick ass you know somebody says something on some social media platform we'll go like all out and we'll be like okay let's write to him saying that you know this is not correct and then we'll, <laughs> uh, and we do meetups and you know we'll always like sort of uh, hype each other up then somebody gets funded and uh, like every third day unfortunately i'm not able to do a lot of that but i'll get somebody in the group pinging me saying that i want you on my board can you invest a small check and stuff like that um and i i think so a lot of that is changing because we are finally discovering girls clubs because women who are um like now getting to figure out that they need to get help with some of their home stuff and do yeah. some of this is as important as work yeah. because we are like grown up i think women the one big thing that i feel women overestimate this whole going with the flow we don't carve out a life plan as well as yeah. most men do and because of that because we're at the flow we find ourselves drowning and you know we end up in situations where we're just so angry about the fact that we just have so many responsibilities on our shoulder all the time that we're not able to you know find time to do things that matter and then we realize that all our lives are going into just you know giving 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 and there is no uh, self care or you know what we need but all of this is changing so first i think is this whole girls club um thing the number of unshackles are huge yeah and you suddenly see a woman kind of managing her kids a particular way and you were like hey, 
I never thought that was possible. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly you start doing. Yeah, yeah. No, like so I, Lizzie and I compare notes all the time on how <laughs> to like delegate better. And I'll tell you, we're both so lucky uh, because. Um, Lizzie's Margo with Gautam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kaushik, um, you know, I feel is one of the few people who does fifty percent or more of like the home wow. responsibilities. I can't tell you how rare it is. I am like sick of telling people at workplaces to create more equality for women and I'm like this whole agenda is dead the moment you are doing like you know 70-80% of the homework because you're not going to be able to invent time right. Time is the only like finite um, asset that we all have and um, Kaushik's grew up in a family where you know Bengalis are generally uh, they have like women are very strong in Bengal and uh, so I I you know he's like when the like at night everybody finishes dinner his mom sleeps early his dad will put all the stuff back in the fridge I'm very sorry to say but I like so many accomplished friends of mine um, from IITs IIMs etc they will never put stuff back in the fridge or they need their wives to give them microwaved food on their plates because you know it's just they're so used to like food being kept in front of them yeah. rather than them going out there and getting it now these small things start adding up right yeah. but because Kaushik grew up in a family where he saw that his dad was okay with ironing the blouse for his mom his dad was okay with keeping stuff at night in the fridge after everybody goes to sleep all of that he found found all of it to be normal so yeah. there is no identity crisis he has when he you know sees his wife um uh, you know uh, doing something which at work which is at par with what he's doing and then doing the similar weightlifting at home yeah. and um i think you know lizzie is also sort of lucky to have that but that makes all the difference yeah. but you know we still learn from each other on how to ensure that we're able to delegate some of this better um, but coming to that original point uh, the other thing that I wanted to say was that on this whole minority wala thing there's just one like a complicated thing here which is around this term called diversity quota so yeah. <laughs> what happens is that I don't I mean it's it's a very complex thing it's like one of those things which I want it but it's you know like everybody assuming that I came through that is a problem yeah. right so then this becomes a um, so You're when right. I, I remember when I was in IIT like every time I would get called to an interview or something you know there was this more more diversity quota yeah. they wanted to hire girls so that's why school interview me then um, I you know even an IM when I got like the best job on campus it was like ah, they needed one or two girls so whatever right uh, and uh, now so every time you know there is like a say, panel discussion or something and I'm the only girl I'll always at the back of mine I have the thing did they just call me because they needed a the diverse bandi on the panel and um, I remember like you know there, there was a book IIT Madras has this book um, of all the founders who've come out there uh, including you know Sridhar Vembu and uh, some of those in that book um, there's just one woman founder because of the fact that IIT Madras has traditionally had very few women in our batch it was 5% right um, and uh, then they don't end up becoming founders so just interestingly but there are a lot of women founders but they just didn't get to know and I remember the guy called me up for the interview when he was writing the book and he's like you know isn't it uh, like funny that there's only one book uh, one woman in the IIT Madras entrepreneurs book and uh, she's running a makeup business how cliched is that 
and i just lost it at that time and i was like i am done proving my worth like over and over again yeah. for every single thing that i accomplish is always this tag ki to diversity quota hai yeah. um and uh, you know it's so like cliched and i'm like i have worked damn hard and i'm building a phenomenal business you can think whatever you want i don't give a damn call <laughs> it whatever you want and then i realized that you know women like when they succeed they are brought down by these terms and so you as a woman want some of this to happen because it is you know you need to promote more women yeah. for there to be eventually more women because they will need role models it's a vicious cycle so you need to have some of this but that takes away from every accomplishment you have because then it's looked at as the only lens to judge you because you know that is all you are you are coming into a room not as a ceo but as a woman ceo yeah. you know that becomes she is a woman ceo yeah and so it's a very i mean you know and i think all minorities struggle with the yeah. same thing but uh, this whole like your self worth being taken away and women are the first to feel that creeping into their themselves as self doubt so it's it's going to be a challenge uh, but i feel that i think the only way is to not give a damn about judgment yeah because people will judge you all the time and you have to be super thick skinned and like you know just own it and be who you are and uh, i feel that i openly promote women and every time you know some of the most successful people in the organization are men and i tell them that you know it's not that there's anything wrong with men men are super talented yeah. but if i don't promote enough women then you know, that number of women in workforce uh, is not going to get fixed and it's keep it's coming down it went down from about 25% to 17 18% and if that doesn't come up to about 25 30% at yeah. least then there's a potential 800000 billion dollar gdp impact yeah. because you know women are an underutilized you yeah. know they're amazing right when you hire them you know yeah. that they're amazing but yeah. you know just structurally we're not able to so as a economy as a country we are going down i mean if yeah. we, this trend doesn't reverse fast so we are like clutching at life support here yeah. and we need to do a lot and one of those things is going to be promoting more women and women promoting more women men promoting more women making it cool to promote more women talking about that at the risk of all that murmur happening where people feel like you know we're so off you know our starting point is matlab itna handicap matlab you are really starting the same race with like a 100 kg backpack yeah. and you are supposed to get to the finish line yeah. if somebody is not going to help you like get a thoda sa head start you're not going to be able to reach it's such finish. an important point right which is to say over compensating for balance is something one must be comfortable about yeah, yeah. but coming back to the and it will it will lead to you you getting you know some of that whatever which like uh, some of that uh, judgment yeah and uh, it becoming a you know uh, like i think this whole anti feminism movement is yeah. sort of beginning to blow up also because of all the conversation around it i think you have to live with it yeah. there's no other way no but that's amazing because it means that you will you will promote women but do you struggle so let me kind of take a step back here right do you do you step back and think that when you are evaluating a woman in a very specific situation around mm-hmm. feedback around mm-hmm. a promotion around a uh, you know performance review for example mm-hmm. that sectors paribus you do you find yourself being harder on women than on men uh harder on women ha huh. or 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 harder on men than on women I, I the latter is okay because uh-huh. that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But the former, you, 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 I see that a lot. By the way, I think that which is when a woman is evaluating a woman, 
I know that you know a lot of them are like perfectionists so they are expecting everybody to be and women have this thing of being slightly more overthinkers and you know perfection seeking uh, so they keep that kind of bar but I generally see it coming across genders then in yeah. those cases when they are a perfectionist or an overthinker they will have the same for their male and women reporting wow so I have consistently seen uh women managers and women reporters work as a combination far better than um you know like the two different genders so yeah. i I've, i've seen a lot of women uh being like kinder and supportive to their women reporters uh because i feel that you know they're beginning to see themselves in them that i was here yeah. and i didn't have this help let me help her out for me it's been slightly different yeah. i have seen women leaders in my company yeah. and even at mckinsey mm. i've had to force them or push them to evaluate men th- that report into them harsher than they were you are cutting men slack naturally mm. also especially when you are younger the man is much older mm. right in startups now the age is huge yeah. right our oldest employee is 71 72 years old wow. right like spent 40 years in colgate and wow. then still very energetic wow. to work but still you know will kind of come in at a particular role will report into someone will report into a woman and so on but you have to say hey hold on just because the person is more experienced is a man speaks mm. loudly mm. doesn't mean that the okrs or the output metrics can be relaxed mm. cannot happen mm. you know but he's trying this but he's trying that no if it was a woman you would not have it was a young woman you would definitely not mm. have so you have to like at least for me i have yeah. tried to maybe yeah. me again maybe the data points are fewer and i'd be very very happy mm. if what you're saying is actually the majority of mm. the situations mm. where and it's okay man like i i genuinely feel that if the balance is so off hmm. at the starting point yeah. then it is absolutely required that yeah. that in merit in question all is complete nonsense yeah. Yeah. So and and structurally i think performance appraisals by design are you talking about all the stuff that you did yeah. i feel that when you are evaluating a woman you need to dig harder yeah. because she is going <laughs> to hide her achievements Correct. right i i remember uh, iit may there used to be this when you graduate this thing called insti blues which was huh. this thing that you get for being an all rounder yeah. when i was in my fourth year like my batchmates told me apply for it you'd easily get it you've been doing so much i was like i'm not applying for it because i don't deserve it self rejection pehle to dal nahi when i went to iim amdabad my at that time co-founder he forced me to fill that okay and i filled a version of it and then i was about to submit he like just send me a version because he was applying for the male all rounder thing and i sent him he's like are you mad you didn't put the fact that you ran a marathon here as a house that relevant for like it's not on campus how does it matter it was during your two years you ran a 42 km marathon finished it write it there and i started writing it like you didn't write that and then like he took it and he rewarded it and then suddenly my entire two year 
got framed in a man's language yeah. and it was suddenly like I got the award. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like it was that good. Yeah. And I feel that you know that's that's just the theme right? Yeah. So when you are evaluating women as well you have to like sort of like be more patient in getting some of that out. Completely. And all of that also needs training I feel but traditional appraisal systems don't because you're filling a questionnaire and then it's that's it yeah. right? So the man is going to like write about every single like when I speak to men in interviews it's all about I did this I and they're working from large brands okay and somehow like I feel that you know when they come in those interviews they are like they have the credit for building this like 1000 crore brand is they all them ye 5000 crore ki company ka you know ye pura function hi nahi chal raha tha if had it not been for them I did this I did that and when I talk to women and I ask them that are you know so what did you do you know vvv and then they'll be like what do you want to do what's your ambition where do you see yourself they'll be like I want to contribute more to or the organization <laughs> i mean you know what is your personal ambition yeah. no i just want to be somebody who's you know contributes to and like contribution <laughs> to hamari life story hai, that that's all we do right contribute ghar pe contribute at work contribute that's our identity right so we will like figure out a way to remove our own accomplishments and like bring them down to just you know helping supporting contributing and which is why we need to reframe some of that do 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 actually when i came into the discussion one yeah. of the thing that i was actively in the on the ride here when i was making notes i said i don't want this to be about women oh shit <laughs> no no i don't know which is amazing because it's something you feel strongly about yeah. and for me mm. i didn't want to make it about women if you did it's completely fine okay you know, like, <laughs> yeah we we went down that path but that's it becomes so real you know tayushi for example mm. it's so real yeah. constantly like family discussions around you know how it is to be a mm-hmm. she's a woman solo founder working with investors mm-hmm. women apparel brand and mm-hmm. all of that right so there'll be someone or the other talking about you know um a point of view i'm sure a, a male point of view on yeah. makeup will broadly not be not be consumable yeah yeah but for her she has to struggle with it and then you have to kind of explain and It's, yeah, it's really yeah for me like for the fact that 99% of decision makers were men and for them to understand ki 4 ghante ki lipstick and 8 ghante ki lipstick mein farak kya hota hai wo to touch up kar lo like the whole fact that for women like the whole makeup is such an emotional journey you know it's the one of the few things we do for ourselves and you know how it's closely associated with confidence self expression being ourselves and we don't want that uh, to be something that's interrupted we want yeah. to be unstoppable there and that's why it's important to have makeup that's phenomenally long lasting yeah. but explaining that to a male vc i feel was so hard <laughs> but if you have a healthy bar or a healthy snack company <laughs> you will get funded with a paper plan because the vc can relate to it he's struggling with like weight Wait. loss and stuff like that it's so easy and exciting for him but if you're trying to sell a lipstick which is um, you know just four hours more long lasting it's going to be like time kitna hai time kitna hai time kitna hai <laughs> and i i remember trying to explain to them that tam to research reports aayega by the time it shows up in that market research it's too late because the consumer is changing so fast why don't you go talk to a 24 year old and a 48 year old and see how different they are as human beings their association with fashion and beauty is so different you know don't go by the tam because the tam will explode okay. because the behavior is changing look okay. at the behavior but that's like <laughs> but luckily luckily um there were you know let me not discredit the ones who got it and are on our cap table because they are also mostly men yeah. finally i have who a who are, who are, who are uh, so anand and madhukar india question uh, and they've been like 10 years so they basically 
were the ones who sort of gave us money for fab bag and it was definitely an unscalable business because at that time like koshik and i didn't know that the scalability is an important criterion for vc we thought sokrore ki company banana is a great you know okay. outcome uh but it doesn't work like that for vc is ko 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 bechna ko ko bechna and all of that uh, <laughs> but um but they sort of like were like okay these two uh they are a couple and that's rare for couples to work out but they are you know smart hustlers they'll figure it out and they trusted and they were there and like in our darkest of days they've done two things financial support like you know when sugar was started we literally broke our last fd and we had nothing left and then we were down to like negative cash balance and you know they gave us like a loan from their own carry money and that's really putting their you know money by the mouth is because that was their personal money and they said i'm a crore loan de raha hu but ye doob gaya na to it hamare personal jeb se jayega because this is not fund money as a fund we're not allowed to put good money after bad and second is just the moral support so again you know i i sugar when sugar was born in 2015 i had my first son right and for me it was like yaar ye company bada banana is taking like my entire youth away so i if i want to have a family i'm not going to put that on hold anymore and so at our absolute lowest when fabbag was like it was determined that fabbag is you know not going to scale and it's not going to get funding and sugar hadn't yet started i decided to have a baby and i tried hiding it from anand and madhukar till like the 7th 8th month every board meeting i would be like dress appropriately so they don't get to know because i had i didn't have the guts to tell them that i doing this right it's for any investor it's like yaar mere paise leke tumne duba diye and uske baad tumme other things karne ke liye time hai um and uh, then 7th or 8th month i remember anand singh are you do you want to tell me something and i was like oh yeah next month i'm having a baby <laughs> and i was like that's it you know they are going to be like right off max and but they were like so kind they like showed up to meet the little one and then every time they would call me i would be like like really trying to like you know not get the baby to not cry and be like yeah hi yeah i'm getting back to work next week and blah 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 <laughs> pretending that this has not changed my life at all and i'm like relax ya yeah. matlab you know it's like a you know once in a lifetime thing uh live it it's ha- it's going to happen uh, and don't worry about all of this and i'd be like always trying to oversell myself saying that no no i'm not letting this impact i'm all focused on building sugar blah 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 uh but they were so cool about it so the second time when i had my little one uh, who's now um uh 4 years old i like took him along when he was 2 month old to the iq off site and made anand madhukar babysit and i was super confident about it but the first time you know i when i was like super scared of that decision that i have like ruined whatever reputation i had with my board they were they gave they gave that moral support which apart from that financial support i think means a lot because they're saying that okay we believe in you as human beings whatever choices you're making we're there for you that's amazing <laughs> and anand i've i've always heard about him from you chirag etc yeah. and never had the privilege of meeting him because even though he was i am lucknow so there was always a connect oh yeah but wo nikabhi hua hi nahi and i saw madhukar by the way he's also i am lucknow oh is it madhukar i have not i have not met yeah. but anand An- madhukar prerna they were all i am butani like. butani yeah. oh prerna did you did you back zame or zami no why shark tank sare paise le jata hai uske baad paise nahi bachte i'm really like there's so many good companies where i feel i want to back but i'm like there's just the stakes are so high in shark tank i'm like trying to save my capital for that so i've done very few d 
deals outside yeah. of Shark Tank. So Zemi is one of those that I really want to do. It's like Zemi, I, I don't understand it. Hair <laughs> and me. So I'm like, look, I don't get it at all. But you're I am Lucknow, and you seem to have a stellar investing record. I'm participating. But Anand, I I finally got the privilege of. Working with for I am Lucknow's entrepreneurial. They're starting an entrepreneurial course. Ah, okay. For like some time and so on. So then we were on a call and I told him, "Yeah, I heard so much about you. And he was so sweet and he's like, yeah, he's an." No, no, he is not sweet. He's right, like a me, sharp like, yeah, guy on imagine. Twitter. He's like destroying everybody, etc. <laughs> But he's like he and Madhuka. They are like just great people. You yeah. know, it's like. Just I feel that like for all those hundred plus rejections, you just need a one person like an Anand and Madhukar who believes in you. Like when there's no data to show it, right? Yeah. And they just have this conviction, and you know when they have conviction, they will not back out. Like so many of the companies, you know, in their portfolio that shut down and then the founder restarted, they invested again. Again, yeah. In all of them because they just believe in the founder. ठीक है हमारा पैसा गया. But you know, was the founder honest about it? Was the founder transparent? Yes. If that is, we will come back. It's not that. Arey, you have made my money. So I will not. I mean, you know, that just takes a very, very solid character. And I'm and second time founders are backable in general if the intrinsics are on on point in general. I hope. So. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is, there, is there data on that? Yeah, I think the success. I think again, success ratio for people who have started up the second time. Okay. Because if the first time was dependent on like too early for the market mm. or time was not big enough mm. or. Whatever, then they know that yeah, they will not make the same mistakes again. So might as well back. Okay. But no, again, speaks volume. Who else is there? Uh, there's um, Abhay and BT. Uh, from, yeah, yeah. Again, ex Sequoia, but they're like genuinely people who get brands, right? Yeah. So there was the first time when we get into the, got into the conversation, and they were like, "Huh, matlab, you know, don't worry about like that five thousand crore brand, etc., etc. <laughs> Let's grow it well because brand is about trust. Yeah. Trust does take decades." So do everything that it takes to, you know, stay in the game for decades, yeah. and think long term. Don't worry about two x year on year and all of that. Um, and I feel that you know, like we were at this amazing sweet spot uh, when they came in because like no VCs were investing in D two C or brands because they this? didn't believe. Uh, this was two thousand eighteen or nineteen, eighteen, two thousand eighteen. Wow. Okay. Right. So D two C wasn't there. It wasn't the thing. So it wasn't a VC category. And there was this one fund, A ninety one, that got carved out to invest. And there was, of course, Fireside that was doing all these state deals. But you know, at a Series B kind of stage, that was only A ninety one, and they genuinely got brand and they believed it. I feel. Uske baad, unfortunately, all the other VCs D two C became cool, hmm. and then all the other VCs jumped in, and now they're trying to make it a tech business. So, wo jo the like the the wealth of um, you know this knowledge that these guys had that this is a there's a way to build brand that got completely destroyed with the millions of billions of dollars hmm. of capital that got thrown in. Like it's like taking Ranveer yeah. and saying you're seven. And you want to be a bodybuilder? <laughs> Let's pump your stomach with two hundred eggs and like one yeah. bottle of protein tonight. Exactly. exactly. Tomorrow you're not going to be one. Yeah. You'll just be. Yeah. Like very uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and the outcome of this is that brands' ke naam pe joke chal raha hai, right? Uh-huh. I was just telling somebody that Amazon pe if you go search for vitamin C serum. <laughs> There are like four thousand search results. Okay, <laughs> one of them being us, of course. And and you go to I wanted did this exercise. I said let me go to page forty and see because page forty तक तो कोई consumer जाएगा नहीं तो page forty पे क्या है? There are these good looking apothecary वाला bottles with nice labels. Somebody's put an effort to create that. It's a good product. 
and got reviews but it's on page 40, 40 because so obviously it's not making any sense for the consumer because they're all now beginning to look the same and it's just so unfortunate but this this is all a doing of like sudden euphoria from vcs, VCs i yeah. feel that agar tumhara sector hot ho jata hai na vcs then it's also not a good thing because the then at that point what is driving it is not market mm. it's capital yeah. and capital is a bad driver of business absolutely it just puts all the wrong habits absolutely. but i've heard again vt and abhay abhay i don't know too well vt i've pitched to at least three or four times the thing about vt is he never he never comes back with a no so he maintains that no i never reject but you never came back how <laughs> <laughs> like he like no but you know, that's that's soft <laughs> no shantanu you are he very close to like a bunch of other or both are expectancy so uh-huh. there's always that hey no but yeah you know, i think when things happen it will happen and so on i've heard so much i've heard so much good stuff about All the partners there, yeah. Mago. Yeah, again, yeah. I love conversations with him. Yeah. Prasoon is amazing. Prasoon, yeah. like Prasoon's wife, Shruti. Huh? Me and her grew up together. What? We were like neighbors from sixth stand. I, my sixth, her second. Wow. Yeah, and she and my. Very pressure होगा वो तो Harvard गई तो मैं लखनऊ. नहीं नहीं मतलब छोटी थी ना वो. छोटी थी तो ठीक था. Like she was like four years younger. I'm sure she was like a star as a kid also. No. <laughs> no, she. So she and my brother were same age. Okay. And no, she was always. Um, Again, she was never the you know the academically, but the job was like because academics was one of ten things that she did well. She oh, was wow. very good at sports. She was very good at debating. She was extremely social. She was a fantastic dancer. Oh wow! So she was like this all rounder kid. So we've always knew that Shruti, whatever she does, hmm. she'll be amazing at. Oh. And then then she went to IIT and so on. But even Kaushik is amazing at um, basketball. Uh, Kaushik Anand. Anand, sorry, Kaushik Anand yeah. is um, again they've got a fabulous. Uh, partnership going on who else who else is there yeah and elevation again amazingly like i first Same. time elevation came on board i was like they said that ha matlab 30 40% year on year growth and you know with good fundamentals is good first time i heard that number because madhukar is like early stage right so he never 2x se kam ho 5x to hamara now you know in our board discussion there's mandavli that happens there's one and there's madhukar who's like 2 3x and then there is deepak and uh, you know abhay and all who are more reasonable they're like ha 40 50x acha theek hai beech mein like you know this is the middle line and i i love that balance yeah. because they sort of balance each other out uh, so there's elevation and then of course l catalan has just come in l cat is anjana anjana Wow, is she, she the first? She was my class. She's the first woman on board. Wow, actually, very funny. This is uh, so on our uh, board. So she's the first woman officially. But board meetings, me, there have been two girls who've joined at various points. Uh, there's uh, um, Romita who was at A ninety one, and she hmm. used to join our board conversations. And then there was Prerna, Mahesh, who used to join. And both of them left their funds to start up their own beauty brands. Wow! So I was like, "Yeah, confidence is not the SAG." No, no, I was like, "Yeah, business is so exciting and high gross margin business here that like you know, uh, like when a woman comes to board, she ends up leaving the fund to us. So like for your own retention strategy, I think you know, getting a woman on board. But uh, uh, that was a joke. Um, I'm very excited to finally have officially a. <laughs> woman on board yeah. and um, i do feel that uh, as in you know, it's i mean i i do i do feel it's happy that it's not coming as a check in the box ki sebi ne bola hai to ek woman whatever and it happened because <laughs> there's a woman director. running a fund in india making decisions yeah. choosing to invest in a, i mean it's a great story i, I completely agree i also it's amazing how much of your board is mckinsey yeah Deepak including my mckinsey your your mckinsey mckinsey Gaurav McKinsey, Abhay and VTR McKinsey, Anjana is McKinsey. Oh my 
आनंदन मधुकरा ओनली वन आर नॉट traditional approach to mm. uh, retail and then of course as you which is a new age brand you of course are omni channel you are focused on your own stores uh, but do you ever feel like you know strategically trying to trying to see whether pivoting into or piloting some of the things that your competitors are doing makes sense or, or am i even talking about your competition the right way yeah. are there other companies no, no you're talking about competition absolutely the right way because uh, the first like milestone for us is actually to become the number one color cosmetics brand and you know the ones that are in market share right now larger than us are lakme and maybelline the unilever and p and um, sorry l'oreal um, brands and uh, so yes everybody who's in the business is a comp- uh, is a competitor um we've realized that right now because of the whole um, amount of capital that's gone into d2c luckily not so much to color cosmetics <laughs> because creating a high quality makeup product is still very hard uh, so um, not so much there but still i think as on date it's very very easy to start a brand but it's really hard to build a brand correct because there is attention deficit and there's just so much clutter so to over a period of time uh, credibly stand out um, is very hard what we've realized is that um, you know our thesis is very simple uh, we want to stay very focused on young women uh, which is um, primarily women under the age of uh, 25 um, and for those women like you know there the the shift in behavior is solid in terms of uh, the per capita consumption of makeup <coughs> compared to older women um, you know what ha- their association with makeup at a deeply emotional level uh, and uh, that but they are still afraid of it it's one of those thing they have a complicated relationship where they love engaging with it they're watching tons of content but they're still scared of it so like half of their makeup they never touch because they're like you know will i look silly right really? so for us it is a two decade long game um, around continuously educating them in a fun way so they have low attention span which is why it's important for the content uh, to be very very basic but um very fun so which is why you know we do a lot of like reels with bollywood music in the background and and as a result of this we on instagram and youtube have by far the largest community of women and the fastest growing like yeah. doing both at a time where of course like the algorithms of meta and google are getting more and more complex is hard yeah. but we're able to do because you know we see this as a uh, you know you educate them and you help them uh, improve their relationship with makeup and you help them see it as a fun thing rather than a uh, thing which they have to do to cure any defect but more as a you know thing that they use for self expression and uh, the they will end up buying more and more makeup eventually and because they associate sugar as the brand that gets them that, that gets that real women have large pores and have acne and have uh, skin problems have deep skin tones where you know they need like a lipstick that doesn't make them look silly they need a foundation that doesn't wash themselves them out etc 
you know the fact that the brand gets them they will trust the brand in the long run so that's our overall thesis and which is why we are just for us like the um all the effort goes in creating products that are really superior because we know that these women don't want to be sold to they don't trust ads they only trust their own judgment so they need to try it out to know that this is better makeup and um we want to educate them these are the only um uh, investments that we do great products great content everything else will happen wow. and we're just and we're obsessed with creating our own content so we don't want to uh, invest in buying any content platforms etc because we realize that m- most large content platforms are built around bollywood gossip or things like that which i understand has a highest engagement but that's not relevant to rtg so we are very clear about building the right content and community so women are only coming here to discuss makeup beauty confidence and all of that um and if we are able to build the largest community eventually it will lead to a brand that has the deepest connection with young women and which means we make a choice like we don't do hydrating foundations for instance which are very important for women who are 45 year old because your skin becomes dry and you need a hydrating foundation because we are want to stay focused so we very clearly making a choice because we realize 65% of women in india are under the age of 35 and this is a demographic that we're super excited about and we know will explode in the next 10 years as participation workforce goes up the rate at which the consumption happens will dramatically grow up so we feel there's an opportunity here to actually create like a fires house in kurore the yeah. number there was speaking about a brand eventually around color cosmetics for young women just because of the fact that this consumer is very interesting and um, hence in this whole journey there are a lot of other things like house of brands uh, content uh, communities acquisition etc we've we're learning what all is happening because it's important to learn from what your competition is doing yeah. uh, but we are right now just want to stay as focused because you know if we don't get to that number 1 spot very soon it would prove that uh, we're not a we're not really solving for these women because the that that target base is only growing so fast and the mm. market is growing so fast so which is why we want to get there first before we get into um other things like house of brands or acquiring other content platforms um and we are also very as founders we are fundamentally um very driven by like fundamentals of the business in terms of saying that okay gross margin high hona chahiye you shouldn't burn too much kitna hai aapka वैसे gross margin what high hota overall at about a 75% wow yeah, yeah. that's amazing question actually to to yeah know yeah yeah business. and and it is that's how the category yeah. is uh, i feel that like it doesn't make sense for instance we're anal about not discounting too much and you know how hard that is in like yeah. the marketplaces ka thing right there's always you're getting a call saying that you know give us more discount give us more discount but there is such a guardrail around that which is like culturally ingrained that you know the teams don't even say kya re hum discount nahi tha is saying it's just you know that's how we are yeah. because we feel that brands in over a decade are about three things is trust there's consistency and then of course there's a purpose and community beyond yeah. the product right these are the three things and on all of the three things we want to do a lot but consistency may one of the axis we feel is price 
नॉट हैविंग टू गेस्ट कि कहाँ पे कितना सस्ता मिलेगा एट्सेट्रा एंड फिफ्टी परसेंट ऑफ आर बिजनेस इज ऑफलाइन सो यूरो इट इज इम्पॉर्टेंट टू जस्ट बिकॉज ऑफलाइन मार्जिन आर वर्स और वट एवर डोंट गिव दैम डिस्काउंट बट गिव ऑनलाइन ऑल ऑफ दो थिंग्स वी डोंट डू सो वी हैव प्राइस पैरिटी अक्रॉस ओवरऑल वी नेवर डिस्काउंट इन अ मंथ मोर देन टेन परसेंट विच इज लाइक नथिंग इन like the kind of expectation that market places have but we feel that you know all of this is built this creating content which is not about sales not about product but it's only about education and only about awareness creation all of this is going to help us in the 10 year horizon so we build, you know our entire content team has just engagement metrics they don't have any sales metrics at all and That's it's amazing. a large in house team but we have just told them that do the best you can for young women show them your real side and in a fun way that's it you're not responsible for sales and then of course there is like a separate sales team that's dealing with all the um, impact of it is hard in the short term but this content team report into the content team reports actually like the content head reports to koshik so Okay. directly i mean for us we consider content marketing as a very important uh, long term uh, strategic advantage and that's the thing right a lot of people will say that content has to be not measured by sales but then reporting into the head of sales or yeah. reporting into a business business owner which yeah. then even if they are not measured by directly then indirectly the mandate become very different yeah because if you were to like measure anything on sales then you will like wire all your content around sales yeah. if you were to measure it even on like awareness and those traditional then you want to start putting all your money on tv yeah but you know that's not how you build like a voice you know that community ka strength is its engagement at like 2.3 million followers our instagram page has higher engagement than a lot of global pages that are 15 million followers so that's because of the fact that we're just optimizing for what works for this 24 year old girl and we get her emotional journey with makeup and we just want to be a part of that journey and we feel that this is something that will get rewarded in the long run because brands ki power feel hoti hai long run mein matlab mm-hmm. you know you evaluate brands just by the sales i mean of course sales is important uh, because it pays all our <laughs> bills but uh, the real power gets you know is about, comes over a period of time if they trust you um if they you know feel that you've been consistent and if they feel that you give them a feeling of purpose which is beyond just the products have you ever thought about acquiring businesses acquiring businesses that will cater yeah. a need that maybe sugar is not able to do but for your consumer so we did an acquisition last year actually right. uh, we acquired a brand called n because it was you know very similar in terms of uh, the user and uh, see sugar is like a fun um you know bold rebellious kind of a brand which is about makeup and self expression um skincare was a market that suddenly exploded in the last 2 3 years especially during the pandemic and we felt that you know with sugar we don't want to do skincare because it, it doesn't make sense because skincare say the attributes that you expect are very different and n sort of met those attributes and there was a founder who had her own story of dealing with her own um you know skin issues and creating products you know the whole like kitchen ingredients but with a modern twist kind of thing uh, so we did that acquisition uh, but she's running it independently uh, we've integrated some distribution channels uh, but we're you know again there's no we're not trying to build it on steroids we're you know getting her we're there as an investor uh but we're letting her build it like a brand is to be built which is slowly and thoughtfully not on steroids yeah yeah agree but um 
do you is do you think that acquisitions um i always feel for example yeah. that if you have a you have an amazing moat your moat is actually content in your brand right yeah. and of course you make great products and so on but once you have a moat that moat allows you a pipe to your consumer yeah. right in your case it's your many many stores have how many 100 plus Our own stores yeah 120 120 stores right that will become 500 then you have a distribution team that goes into into the market you have a supply team that probably is creating these products and so on mm-hmm. now you have this pipe to the consumers us pipe mein ab tum sugar ke sath kuch 10 cheeze aur bhi dal mm-hmm. sakte ho agar mm-hmm. socho to which mm-hmm. is probably what the unilever model is ki yeah. life boy banaya life boy ka wo factory hai mm-hmm. sales team hai hi, to dab bhi bech unke sath mm-hmm. bana bhi sakte ho bech bhi sakte ho mm-hmm. but do you think that you're saying that you you saying i don't want to distract from this number one position our core strength is not the distribution so if you have something that you it, it is the content correct right and content of a brand is like all about like soul and you know just identifying with the correct. consumer etc even though n serves similar women it doesn't have the same soul right correct. so i can't get a sugar content person in house to make n content it's yeah. not possible yeah. i'm letting the founder of n Do drive it. that con- content because content is you know the soul like of what is the brand's language right mm. and it is not as scalable yes distribution becomes you know that's the pipe and eventually we would want to have you know other things going yeah. in that same pipe but i feel that if you try doing it too early i mean yeah. you know you have to leverage and it's all about leverage right yeah. and if you try to use the leverage a bit too early then you like get distracted from your own mission yeah right now our number one mission is to be young india's favorite makeup brand and yeah. and that's our mission that um we are very excited about over the next few to four years we will of course do other experiments and it's not that something that we're not thinking about but uh i you know i like don't want to become as of now a house of brands or a digital unilever yeah. uh, because i feel that uh, right now it's you, we are building a brand business not a platform business yeah. and a platform business is a very different kind of skill set that's not a skill set like we are number one at yeah. we are like really good at uh, you know building great stories visual storytelling um, you know like giving consistent and reliable products over and over and uh, like really acing that consistent messaging so all of those are things that i feel that we good at so we want to not um, sort of rock that boat so early on just because everybody else is doing and that's like super fundable etc and there are so many people already trying that right apart from the good glam etc that you mentioned there are the thrasios yeah, yeah, yeah and then there are like the traditional platforms nike plat uh, purple etc everybody is doing that and when they'll do it they'll do it well we'll obviously learn and i would love to learn and you know see if that can happen but right now very obsessed and focused around sugar yeah the thrasio model though like uh, i don't know what your view is on it but i think it's a completely i, I don't believe in it at all but they're using that same thing right you build a distribution which is a pipe and then you put in 10 things in that same pipe that's the okay, so distribution is not built easily no yeah so their whole thesis is around like acing performance marketing on an on marketplaces is yeah. like the biggest distribution skill which yeah. you use but i agree it's it's hard it's really hard <laughs> it's very difficult like it's yeah. i i find it hard. like i genuinely believe by the way mm-hmm. that if you have built a moat yeah through one thing then you can kind of it becomes additive in a non linear way yeah 
and and the thing is that i fundamentally believe that you know you they will be able to create like 20 brands which are 10 crore each and a 200 crore business which is phenomenal yeah i feel that a 200 crore brand is like four or five times more powerful yeah. than a 200 crore mix Collection of, of yeah. 20 brands because uh, you know markets get it consumers get it that like you know at the end of the day like the best valued businesses are the lvmhs yeah. you know because of the fact that there is a power of a brand, brand yeah. and uh, everything every decision and again i am not i am more of a numbers person koshik is the brand obsessed person in our team but like unfortunately all like discounting and such decisions go via him <laughs> so he is like this big no sayer for all of these things <laughs> which take away from the 10 year brand Vision. lens Uh, and that's what helps us i think stay focused but uh, focus is do you, i'm sure you must be having doubts about whether it will limit your growth at some point and so on but you are like okay no this is a 20 year game and then your capital has to be patient capital yeah so again our you know investors luckily so far uh, they get it they are aligned that like they, i mean they've they have the opportunity to invest in these house of brands if they want because those are alternative businesses mm-hmm. and they will do that Uh, here they're investing in uh, the brand story, and uh, I do feel that like you know makeup as a category is fifteen to twenty percent growing. Yeah. Women are changing so fast that for younger women, makeup as a category is growing about twenty five thirty percent. So for like us to grow consistently for forty fifty percent for the next five years, it's not hard, yeah. and that's that's great that's return huge. on capital, right? For any uh, investor, and that. if it's coming from a single brand has like the compounding which is way stronger than like trying to do 10 things uh, so it's not that we won't do other things but we will do it at the right time uh, we like right now we are we think that this opportunity is huge and it's right now the right time for us to like just be laser sharp focused on just hitting it out of the park there no i completely agree i think single brand growth is a is like a valuation slingshot yeah multiple brand growth is not a valuation yeah. slingshot and and so. sugar honestly stands for like young bold rebellious women uh finally expressing themselves coming out of their shells getting to work and so it also i mean it doesn't go to organic skin care but it does it's fi- fairly a stretchable yeah, um you know market so it is not that sugar can only do makeup that's our yeah. first goal post but even with sugar we should be able to do more than just that 100% it's just that organic skincare is not going to be one of them yeah. because that it you know that's not a very it doesn't fit in with the brand story yet amazing now and all the best to you uh, vinita and to you and koshik and the entire team uh, on doing this i wanted to come like as we uh, you know reach the last this has been such an engaging conversation but i conversations with you unfortunately uh, or fortunately for you i'm sure you feel like talking about it you, you must be talking about it a lot but i do want to talk about last two years being in the public limelight a lot mm-hmm. more uh, than you would have been previous to that which is great like i think celebrating your story sugar story is 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 important but i'm sure it comes with a certain amount of uh, impact on your children for example mm-hmm. at school mm-hmm. or on family relationships or Lo- like attention from like mm. a 100x larger mm. sphere of people also i think negative attention which mm. might come mm. moment to become someone who is a celebrity yeah, yeah. but yeah. what what is that meant for you socially what is that meant for you financially mm. how do you start thinking about those things so uh honestly you know the way it has helped 
the business itself like from a from the perspective of you know making it easier to recruit people yeah. uh to making it easier to raise money uh to making it easier to get covered in media stories etc i think uh, like to real traffic coming on sugar uh thanks to say a shark tank or uh, you know kapil sharma integration it's been phenomenal so i'm firstly i'm super grateful that two things happened one is that when covid happened i decided to try out this you know playbook which my husband had which was that share share your stories outside don't you know come out of that shell of like i will let my work speak for itself mm. uh, because you know even like when i tell you like my role model is falguni ayer falguni never never needs to speak yeah. about anything right she's so phenomenal and she's done it and i ideally wanted to be that but i you know 15 years and i wasn't that right it took me a long time and you know greater struggle to come to a place where my work could speak for itself and the acceleration of like you know business and personal success that came from speaking for myself was phenomenal and i'm very uh, i feel grateful that i you know firstly had a uh koshik who was so you know for him storytelling and you know sharing stories and he always lies the story stories are meant to be told uh, and sometimes he says may, may or may not be lived but they meant to be told <laughs> <laughs> but um so uh, for me that i think um, like now when i speak to young female founders i tell them listen forget this performance marketing first investment you should do is do pr yeah because it's like huge roi right what are you because i know that they're wired to like think the opposite yeah but um so so first the i'm grateful and then that led to these opportunities like of course uh, you know shark tank happened because uh, at least some people knew me and somebody reached out to koshik in fact on uh, twitter to say that uh, would vinita want to be on shark tank and you know then shark tank really took off and it just uh, changed the trajectory of uh, um, awareness both for me and for uh, sugar mm-hmm. uh, and so like like grateful for that uh second is that it so it does like for me it came with some of that uh, you know the negative attention in terms of uh, you know a lot more comments on the way you look on uh, and you know that's like a lot for women uh, and like there's a very famous meme which equates me with uh, raju ki mind three years and that became viral and then really? my okay, yeah yeah it that. became like nuts and then so finally i you know so for me first two days it was very traumatic like you know just like i'm like you know i i never thought about the way i look because like, i always equated you to someone who's Raju ki mummy and me, so they put like four pictures, three pictures of me and one of Raju ki mummy and three idiots, and oh. they're like, uh, "Hey, uh, Vinita Singh, the founder of uh, Sugar," okay. and then that went viral because people loved it, right? <laughs> people live for this stuff, and really, honestly, it's harmless humor. Yeah. But like the first time you see it, you're like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, that's like, and you realize that if you're in the public eye, the expectation of the way a woman is supposed to look on television is very high, and every single time I've complained about this to Kaushik is like. you want to play the game you play by the rules yeah. or you get out of it right it's like matlab if you can't handle it yeah. don't do shark tank yeah. so i want to do it and it comes with all of this and uh, you know either i get the thick skin to put up with all of this so i first few days of that i would like go through comments and you know like see some negative comment that would play on my head like the hundreds of people saying great stuff i wouldn't and my instagram community pre shark tank was all women women on instagram are amazing yeah. they're always hyping you no matter what you do they'll be like hey you're awesome it's it's 
like so fresh and positive and then suddenly like through shark tank all the boys come in yeah. and then it suddenly becomes like you know a, yeah. like a judge more judgmental sort of a community where like being bold and uh, being uh, you know saying things as it is uh, will get judged so uh, there there was a journey but i feel so good because i have always been conscious of the what people say about me and you know criticism as a founder nobody criticizes you because you're the boss right it's rare to get yeah. so much criticism and um, you so i wasn't the best at handling criticism now i am like i see so much criticism i feel that like the greatest gift i've got from shark tank is that people can say to my face you're ugly and it's not going to like break <laughs> me and it's not i'm not going to carry it with me and yeah. stuff like that and i'm i'm totally fine with it i've got that thick skin which um, is for me was a journey to get yeah. here uh the and the like ability to influence young people especially young women yeah Oh my god I feel like amazing about it so every single time like 8 year old 12 year old girls even like 22 year olds they come and they are like you know I want a picture I it just I, I'm I love it and I like like rarely say no to anybody but young girls and women wanting to take a picture etc I would never say no yeah. and of course it does you know there are these complicated situations like for instance last night Kaushik and I went for this movie which got over at 2 a.m. and it was this really emotional movie and I was like crying, bawling. And the movie got over and the lights on. The person next to me like, "Hi, Vanita." I'm like this face full of like, you know, like literally. And I'm like, "Hi, sorry, embarrassing. Nice to meet you." And there were these nitty students, MBA students, and it was like, okay. <laughs> and then there have been cases where I have this long flight, Calcutta to you know Mumbai, where like next to me there's this girl sitting who's watching Shark. tank where i'm there in the episode and i'm like oh my god three hour long conversation <laughs> where i can't sleep anymore but i you know it's like it's 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 all uh, good fun and my kids of course they don't um, uh, you know get all of it but they they're very sharp so i was in goa with them at an event and you know there was this whole like oh selfie 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 and we were doing it and i was like uh, you know then ranveer and vikrant started saying that let's go let's go because they wanted to go to the beach and i said ha ha but you know there are people coming so what we'll do is i'll say 1 2 3 and then we'll run yeah okay so we had this plan so then uh, so that we don't have to do any more selfies and then we did i said 1 2 3 and we ran and i ran and run we ran and vikrant is the little one so he ran and then he fell <laughs> and then he started crying so i picked him up and so and my elder son gave me like the greatest life advice that day and he's like why are you running just learn to say no <laughs> and then you know i wow. i just was like you are just and i it was like the story of my life right running away from these complicated situations rather having the courage to say no wow. and then i you know realized that i need to sort of um, and i realized that you know i learned this from aman that you need to have like colleagues with you or someone who can help you manage some of the situation sometimes you don't want that attention so you know do it in a way which is not disrespectful yeah. but you get your own uh, private space, space. Uh, so some of the times you know it becomes problematic but i would say 99% of the times um, i love it yeah. and i'm i feel like super grateful i feel so lucky that you know something happened that i ended up there you know against i was like i you know said like no so many times to the shark tank opportunity because i was like it doesn't make sense india mein koi dekhega nahi etc and somehow i just you know ended up there and it was like 
like this random opportunity that came because i took a risk of going out of my comfort zone and it probably will change the trajectory of like you know what the um, company also ends up becoming because the awareness that television can give you is like insane insane um and uh, so sometimes it's almost i have to pinch myself that is this real like <laughs> or will it all go away and uh, it will come up with come with like a lot of uh, future crisis where you know you get also um criticized a lot more because you're in the public glare and i know that you know when all of that happens um i will like uh, sort of feel that you know was that the right choice etc because i'm just somebody who does overthink some of these situations but um I, you know i i have to keep, i need to keep my, reminding myself what koshik tells me ke nahi karna to mat karo who's asking nobody's forcing you you chose this if you chose this you get the upside and the downside yeah. and stop complaining yeah. <laughs> you know it's i feel that you know just having him around is just a great uh, no for sure like i feel like he's in the room the amount we talk about him. uh no but i think also with uh, with shark tank we were actually with the sony live te- team to figure out sponsorship uh for this uh, for the season but there um, there i mean and they were right uh your ability to like kind of empathize with founders just be super nice and generous which is how you are in real life is coming out in television you're not put on a persona or something or you're, you're not like of change in front of camera at all which is amazing and because like i feel more relatable i i mean i can relate to them more than to the person sitting in the chair honestly because <laughs> i have done that and like you know had those harsh questions and the rejections so many times and there have been times where i've done a pitch of like you know shark tank pitch and i've gone back to the vanity van and done my own pitch to a vc for fundraising wow. you know so you're wearing both the hats and the hat that you're wearing more often is the entrepreneur hat yeah. right so you feel the soul of an entrepreneur and i i feel for me like one of the greatest things i wanted to bring out through shark tank is that entrepreneurship is damn hard and you're bound to no matter how successful you feel you you know you are so far your next big blunder or your next big setback is just you know a few days or a few months away yeah. and uh, you know and when that happens your next big breakthrough is also few so it's yeah. all about just you know the highs are not as bad high as you think and the lows are never as bad as you think so you just have to be in love with the journey and uh, you know i i never ever start up thinking that i'll be the poster child of struggling entrepreneur <laughs> but i do feel that i want to be that now because it's just a story that you know needs to be told because 99% of us will not have the uh you know mega like steve jobs kind of uh, uh success uh, in our lives and yeah. we will have to go through like a journey which is like a lot of up and ups and downs no matter how big we are yeah do you do you uh do you feel personally at a personal level um that sugar is something that you want to do just given mm. given now that vinita is now a public figure mm. has influence in a bunch of places do you think sugar is the only thing you want to do or do you want to start moving into investing mentorship board positions you have spoken mm. about do you think that's like a multiplier effect of influence on on young women entrepreneurs for example mm-hmm. as opposed to running your business which maybe okay here's the let me put it in a very extreme way mm. i think what you do at sugar maybe a professional can do hmm. but the influence you have on ecosystem no one else can do hmm. but you so hmm. have you ever thought about like splitting time so i uh i i feel that you know in terms of just pure impact because sugar is in a lucky place where we're able to like 
you know have more women um i my you know immediate like goal would be to build an organization that has like 10000 women a great place for women to work you know those are things that like i love my job right if uh, somebody were to take away the entire money from it also i would love to do this because i just love it i i love uh, working with so many young women and you know just being able to uh, like change the come out of some of those shackles that uh, you know just our upbringing uh, puts around us and uh, the impact there in terms of you know them having ownership in the company even supervisors of sugar have sugar ka shares when they wow. complete 3 years right so all of that story like seeing hundreds of them at our listing day having made uh, wealth created wealth for themselves women who are sole breadwinners of their family etc that for me is like a very powerful story and i feel that this story is still unfinished you know yeah. i i feel that you know uska is this story has is nowhere close to its climax its finale and uh, there is so much trust that these early employees and you know these uh, investors have put and i you know want to have that closure on it and that for me is a very important personally i i feel personally responsible to every single investor who's come in and um that is number one priority everything else which i do um which is you know like mentoring women so i mentor a lot of like iit iim entrepreneurs who are women uh, i have a professor who was a very important part of my journey of becoming an entrepreneur uh, who sends a lot of them my way who's this a uh, professor handa sunil handa and i am amdavar uh, yeah oh, he's, he's legendary right he's legendary yeah. yeah so he sends a lot of these young women my way and i make whatever time i can because i have you know my greatest um, you know thing is to pay it forward uh, but i feel that the opposite of what you just said i feel that the impact that i can have through sugar and building a great company because there are such few companies that are great for women to work and women workforce participation is so low that is like maybe a professional can run it but it's not going to be somebody who went through all the struggles that i went through yeah. and my story is so imperfect that it sort of can um, you know motivate these men and women to be more to do more and i feel that like a lot of this mentorship in you know a lot of this stuff is happening outside uh, so i do make time but this is my primary um, you know passion and reason uh, for existence remain will remain sugar will remain sugar and uh, because until it reaches that finale maybe you know what's the finale for you <laughs> my fin- finale is firstly i think you know the financial reward for those who trusted us when there was nothing is important so that's why number it for me like what what How many employees do you think you will have when that's so finale? So one is, you know, so one is of course ten uh, thousand women, okay. uh, you know, and like uh, second is a successful public listing and a two year so that it's not like a flash in the pan yeah. sort of a thing, uh, where like our early investors, our early employees can exit, and many of them, I I visualize a scenario where at least you know hundred of them would make several crores. of you know uh, wealth which they otherwise you know their families never thought that uh, it's not salary you know, yeah it's not salaries and it couldn't have been possible only and you know some of them would be at an average like 5 6 lakhs ka salary but making several crores wow. so th- that's that's uh, so i think yeah i mean if when that happens there'll be like uh, then i might think about like what is beyond sugar but yeah. till then i you know feel that this is unfinished business for me amazing 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 now i think on that note uh, vinita uh, this has been a truly stunning conversation i think just your generosity with your advice with your time 
um and with your kindness um uh, i have personally no doubt just seeing you from a distance operate um i think all the success that has come your way is far less than what you deserve in my view i think this is so much so much good stuff that you are going to do and i would love i think all of us here um, if i speak on their behalf would love to participate in your journey in whatever little way we can um and all the best to you koshik vikrant ranveer and <laughs> on uh, on building out hopefully this listing day happens <laughs> yes. soon and uh, we'll all be there for it but congratulations and thank you so much thank you and um, congratulations to you also building a fantastic brand and now the second one barber shop which <laughs> i feel will uh, probably be able to reach like crores of households so yeah. i i do hope this becomes as big as shark tank india in terms of <laughs> influence on future entrepreneurs yeah. and eventually on of course uh, india's gdp yeah i think all of us will rely on you yeah. because we feel that we have started off well i think this has been conversations with friends like you yeah. right but i think the team is also pushing me to say hey how do we do more how do we do more educative content yeah. around entrepreneurship how to read a term sheet for example yeah. right how do you negotiate an sha yeah. who are the top 10 lawyers for seed stage founders mm-hmm. in india no one knows this yeah. right so can we start creating content around that yeah. and putting it out there then we'll rely on founders like you to come in and maybe do like 10 minute master class yeah. sessions on something or that so i'm hoping this kind of catches its own influence and for us also i think the reason we started barbershop and it we are loosely referenced bombay shaving company through the name hmm. it's not a branded thing yeah. even if you see the episodes i don't wear bombay shaving company t-shirts or anything no. uh but the hope is that as more and more people recognize it becomes it has a spillover effect on the brand of course mm-hmm. so for me that is uh, that is crucial but thank you so much for your time and all the best you and this has been an absolute pri- privilege for me to be on this side thank you and this was super fun best thank you. <laughs>